Well, hello, hello, hello. I am here with a dear friend of mine, a mental health advocate, a producer, an actress, a superstar. She's basically Barbie of Mexico as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to know anything else about what she really is in Mexico because in my mind, she's my Mexican Barbie. I am here with Ivana de Maria. Did I say that properly? You said that beautifully. (laughs) Better than than ever. Um, I'm so excited that you're here today. I feel like you and I have such a special connection because not only do we laugh and have a good time, but we share such um, deep thoughts about our mental health. I agree. And about all that. So I just want to let the... uh, good people out there know we met in San Francisco the earlier this year in January we did a movie together called women is losers I know it doesn't sound correct but that is correct it's not women are losers it is women is losers get ready to look out for that one not really a comedy but I think you and I made it a comedy so I laughed a lot I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Like, I hope that works for the movie. Um, but we had so much fun in San Francisco. Yes, we did. And I, and, and I think the one of the best parts of it was the conversations that came out of it between you and I. I yeah. It, it, we just it, sat and talked for hours <laughs> about mental health. And it was so refreshing to me because you took light of it like I do. Mm. So I really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, but... I just want everyone to kind of know a little bit about Story Place before we get into the deep diving. And I know that we're jumping right into that, but I think that, you know, not only are you a talented actress and you're a producer and you know, I feel like every single per- like person in this entire <laughs> world and you can put everyone together in one place and you're not even an adult as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, you are wearing a shirt that says made in the 90s and you were made in the fucking I 90s. I was made okay? in the 90s. Um, and what you've accomplished is unbelievable and I can't stand it. It's so good. Oh, but I want everyone you. to hear about Story Place, because yeah. I can tell it, and I've said it a lot, but I want people to truly know the depths yeah. of this and and I, and I think it has a lot to do with mental health, actually. Everything um, as far as, yeah, yeah. You know, Story Place came, uh, it came from a place of really wanting to, to, to go back to the essence of story sharing, you know, how tribes used to do it. We used to educate and learn through stories through sharing real life stories and that was the essence of education and I think that with time and especially lately with social media and other things it it has we've lost touch with the concept of a story with the importance and the value of a story uh with the fact that a story lasts more than 24 hours and it's not a video that disappears Mm -hmm. it is actually a life anecdote experience and it has so much potential so I wanted to create uh or find actually I wanted to find a database of true stories also because I've been producing based on true stories some content like movies TV based on true stories and so I wanted to find a database of true stories which I couldn't find and so I decided to create it and Story Place is is that Uh, in my mind it's it's really the essence of it is a database of true stories that has the potential to promote empathy all over the world Uh, people share their stories in very simplified written format you don't need to be a writer you don't need to be you know even in the industry at all and it's just about realizing that we all have stories to tell, that those are the stories that make us human, and mm-hmm. those are the stories that, you know, are relatable. I think that 
the essence of empathy is finding a common denominator between all humans. And, I, and as different as we can all be, we have one common denominator, which is stories. We're all made mm-hmm. up of stories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I try to promote a lot people sharing stories and opening up and not being afraid and also realizing that they have them because many times they don't. And the biggest, I think, com- the biggest communities that have been formed in Story Place have been around mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first one was uh, LGBT youth. It was a huge, huge, huge topic because it was incredible yeah, and, and reading all those stories. It was amazing. And, and people were sharing a lot and they were connecting a lot and, you know, finally reading some truth in, in never all the content we have out there. Another topic was suicide prevention. Those stories mm-hmm. were incredible. I shared a personal story in that topic and and, you know, the responses I got from it, I remember when I was writing it and it's my own app and I was mm-hmm. I was nervous <laughs> and I was writing it. And when I put publish, I was like, OK, it's there. And then people started giving me all these responses and sending me messages saying, you know, thank you for showing us that as beautiful as life can look on Instagram, we all go through this and we, right. we all deal with these things. And, you know, I relate so much to that. And thank you. And Suddenly, you feel like you're not so crazy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know. Oh no, absolutely, and or I that think, we're all crazy. Yeah, which well, is better. you know, we all are a little bit crazy, <laughs> exactly. and I'm okay with that. And it's one of my favorite words. But I think that what's so important about Story Place, which from an outsider, this is how I see it. I am all for. I have a lot of friends that have um, nonprofits and organizations. Like one of my my dear friends has a, um, a well, I can't even talk. It's called Half the Story, and it's about you know social media and how there is only half the story out there. You don't oh, know the other that. half of the yeah. story, and it's incredible because it's about anti bullying. It's it's fantastic. I can't wait for you to hear what what she talks about. Um, but what's so specific about Story Place, which I absolutely love, is it's not just sharing like a little bit of half the story it's the entire story and you can be anonymous or you can be yourself and when you read other people's you know attempted suicide stories and especially for me with all the mental health ones it makes me realize how blessed I am in my life and how wow if I didn't have these people to hear I mean suicide is something that I honestly deal with you know, on a once a year basis. It's not some, I, I'm happily medicated now where I don't feel that darkness anymore. But, you know, even a week ago, I had a mental breakdown because I felt the entire world coming down on me. And yeah. I literally almost stopped taking my medicine because I was just like, fuck it. I don't really care. Like, who really cares about this? And I actually went back on Story Place because I needed an inspiration. And I had written a little story about me being bipolar and that this is my goal in life just spreading everything to be stigma free like spreading everything that sounded like I was spreading my legs or something that sounded dirty but no I was spreading the message of mental health to be stigma free and I was feeling so down and I was feeling so depressed and so dark and I read one of the stories and one of the stories was from I don't know if it's a male or a female Mm -hmm. because that's what's so wonderful it's anonymous but it was a story about an attempted suicide after going away and being in the military and through PTSD And I thought, holy shit, I'm okay Mm -hmm. because this person has seen things that I thankfully, you know, knock on wood, will never have to see in my entire life. And here they are opening up their story because a little bit of a a thing that I said. And finding that connection is just – 
it makes you be able to breathe again. Yeah. And it's as simple as just breathing and sharing that moment. And hearing, you know, your story is... I was so lucky to hear it coming from your voice, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the rooftop of a fancy hotel, <laughs> yeah. you know, sharing our dark secrets. But the fact is, not a lot of people are open about these things. Yeah. And you are. For sure. And that is what's so special. And it comes across in Story Place because you are speaking your truth. And that's honestly the most important thing when it comes to mental health. And it's that. I think one of the important things also about mental health, you just said it, it's 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 a never it's a never ending process. You know, it's not right. it's not that, oh, I dealt with mental health in my life and now I'm fine. It's no, it's a part of you. It's a part totally. of health. It's, it's a part of health and health is, is forever. And actually, one, one of the things, another story that I wrote on Story Place, it was called uh, trauma is like hot sauce. I don't know if I ever told you this. Thing. <laughs> no. It is. So I was trying to explain to a friend one day how uh, I felt about trauma and 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 dealing with certain things in my life that you know seemed just uh, that that was the end. There was no way out of that. And right. then so and and I didn't know how to explain this to her. And we were having breakfast, and there was this cholula sauce on the <laughs> table. And I said, okay. So and I grabbed the sauce, and I said, look, it's like. For your whole life, you're, you know, you're, you're swimming in the saucy part. Right. And it stings and it's blurry and you can't see anything outside. And all you can see is, is just sauce around you and, it, and it's uncomfortable. And then one day you're swimming and you're pedaling and, you're, and then one day you, 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 your head peeks out of the sauce part. And you know that little space between the sauce and the and Totally, the totally. So suddenly your head is there and you're like, oh, shit. There's a whole other world outside of this bottle. What the hell? I had what? And and you look down and your body is still completely immersed in the sauce and, and you're burning. still ca- burning <laughs> and you still can't get out and but you're aware of this and you're aware that there's more. And this is the most difficult part to me to be in when you're when you've done so much work, self-work and you're aware of the situation, you're aware of your own mm-hmm. situation, you're aware that there's more, you're aware that all of these things, but that doesn't make it go away. But you're right. aware. And that's right. that's really difficult. And so then eventually you start climbing up. And after a lot of work and a lot of strength, you push that cap open. You get out of the bottle. And then you, you, you know, you lock that cap with whatever you want to lock it mm-hmm. with. And you, you know, you, you look around and then suddenly you keep on walking. And then every once in a while you realize, oh, I have a little bit of sauce here. Oh, I have a little bit of sauce here. This is the best analogy And, that and you know heard. that you're extra sensitive to Cholula. You always know that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. You know you're sensitive It's always going to gonna be a trigger. It's always a trigger. So, and this was, I mean, it was such a random way of explaining it. But I'm very visual, so I need to, like, grab stuff right. around me. And and my friend was, you know, she 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 was shocked by this, and she said that is the most incredible thing. You need to share this analogy. So I wrote it on Story Place about how trauma is like hot sauce. Trauma yeah. is like hot sauce, <laughs> and I love hot sauce. So what does that say about me? I with love trauma? hot sauce. That's yeah. what I want to know. No, but it's absolutely true. I mean. And it's something that I always want to reinforce to people that mental health does not ever go away. Yeah. And I think that that's a problem. You know, uh, people think, you know, oh, you know, once I work through this, it's gone. I'm going to get rid of it. It's not a big deal anymore. And you know what? It is never going away. It is something you will have to deal with your entire life. Yeah. And that's okay. But as long yeah. as you have the tools to provide it and as long as you know that you're not alone, I mean, you can kind of take on everything. And also I think the word, you know, the term mental health it's not necessarily talking about being depressed. It's just 
it's just a term that describes uh, another part of your health. It's like right. if if I say, you know, oh. Uh, the word health, it encompasses so many different things. But the point is that mental health is something to be aware of. But you can have really great mental health. You can have not so great mental health. But mental health itself, I think, has has developed this connotation of being negative always. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily. If you're being incredibly mindful at some point of your life and you're, you know, meditating and whatever, you can say, oh, I'm right. I'm, I'm really, you know, my mental health is really great right now. And right. that still applies. And it has so. to be the, the correct languages right now. Yeah. Like live in the present. Forget about the past. There's nothing you can do about it. And we shared a pretty interesting breakfast like yes. a week ago. Yes. Um, and it was a mental health breakfast where there was a panel and a wonderful group of people were speaking. And there were lots of positive um Positive things that were said. There's a lot of things that we disagreed with in which we were very polite and listened, but we did text each other when we were like, you are kidding me right now. We cannot do this. But I think what you and I took from this whole event is there were incredible people that I'm going to interview and I'm very excited for. What I struggle with, and I know a lot of people struggle with and you struggle with as well. Is when people are like, yes, mental health is an issue, but if you think positive thoughts and have positive affirmations, no, I'm all about that. That has to do with that. Sorry, that has nothing to do with mental health. I agree. Positive affirmations should be for every single person. Mm -hmm. But I took an offense during that conversation when um, one of the people was one of the the panelists said, "I in the morning brush my teeth and I put up." post-it notes and I put positive affirmations and thank yous and, and hashtag blessed. That's great. But if I don't take my medicine in the morning, mm -hmm. things are going to go really wrong. Yeah. Okay. And suicide will be on my brain. Depression will be on my, on my brain. Manic episodes exactly. will happen. And I'm going to feel unbalanced and unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more to that story. And I don't think what we've decided is it's healthy for people who don't know the true terminology and the true vocabulary to speak on mental health because it makes people feel awful I if agree. they do these affirmations and they don't change. I agree. I agree completely. I, I've been having that conversation a lot lately with, with friends of mine who are dealing with panic attacks or depression or, totally. you know, all, all of these things when where you know, it's very difficult uh, for somebody to understand these kinds of things unless they've truly lived them. Mm -hmm. And I think it applies to many things in life. But, um, you know, it's, <laughs> there's nothing more frustrating than somebody telling you to just relax or just or just have breathe, a good day. or just be happy or look at the weather. Life is beautiful. I we know all that, but that's yeah. the point that uh, you yeah. know. And sometimes we get it. In some situations, like that's great and that applies. But, totally. But but when you're really talking about things, you know, look, it happened to me in relationships, and I think actually this is a very important thing to talk yeah. about. Let's let's <laughs> dive deep into that relationship. Because, no, because you know, in, in, in whatever, I've always been in relationships. Uh, I'm a relationship person. She's not a hoe, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, I have a lot of long long term relationships. Yes. Yes. And um and and. You know, I had a boyfriend once who I remember. Uh, he 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 didn't even understand the concept of anxiety or or stress or whatever. Uh, and he, you know, when I said, "Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go to therapy," 
which, by the way, I think everyone should go to therapy. Everyone but should go to therapy. I said, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go to therapy. And he said, ooh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, we're all, we all have our issues. And I ooh, looked at girl, him. if I was in that no. situation, my anger would have gotten so bad. And no, I and I looked at him like, and I was like, uh, and, and he suddenly was like ashamed of the fact that his girlfriend was going to therapy. And so he made me feel insecure. And so it, it all just went to shit. But then... Cut to another relationship. Um, right. So, you know, I, I'm I'm in a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great guy. He he really tries so much to to help me with everything, you know, that I deal with. But it's difficult because he doesn't understand the concept of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, of it being anything other than just. Uh, you know, just overthinking, and and you're you're yeah. you're kind of bringing it like he doesn't understand the 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 real essence of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and so which by the way that's fine, and I really hope that he never does. But right. the point but is, it is that hard it's hard to connect on certain. It things. is difficult because because you know I'm like oh I'm anxious. And and he's like, just just breathe and relax. And then I get mad. And I'm like, if it was that easy, it's believe me, my life would be very Well, different. and I think that that's the thing, right? The, the, the incredible positive side of this is that you have a man that adores you, that loves you, that is so proud of who you are. He's like, he's got a kick-ass girl who's like running the world and he loves that. But... Sometimes you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't have a mental health issue and doesn't know how to deal with this. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that that's That's not your soulmate. It's okay. But you need to find a community, an emotional support um, hub where you can relate to these people. For instance, um, my boyfriend is sober. He's been sober now for 11 years, goes to address. And I'm not. And not because, and I, I'm not a drinker. I get super sick. I have a glass of wine and I'm like legs in the air, like, and then throwing up five minutes later. So it's not cute. But <laughs> I do not have that gene. I do not have that issue. So while he's not bipolar and I'm not an alcoholic, that is something that we can't really understand about each other. But I respect his journey and I respect what he's going through. And if I don't understand why he can't be at a bar, which, okay, let's say that that actually hasn't happened. But I've been in other relationships and I have friends like that where they can't even put themselves in that situation. And I understand that. And it's about knowing, okay, I don't understand AA, but that is why he goes to meetings. Exactly. And I can respect that and I like love that about him. And I think that the the lesson in all of this is that – you know, for, for people that have people around you that are going through mental health issues, uh, just be careful not to uh, diminish it, mm-hmm. you know, not to belittle it or not to um, just it, it's fine not to understand it. But let's not pretend to. Right. Um, because it, it causes a lot of damage, a lot of insecurity, a lot of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And it can have, you know, a very negative effect on it. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. And actually, I, I, I thought about it right now because, I don't know, <laughs> last week, um, well, a couple of months ago, actually, I got a message on Instagram from this girl saying that uh, she just said, do you believe that um, if, if you take your life, you'll go to hell? Oof. And I saw this message and I, you know, it's it's a very difficult thing because, you know, I'm not a professional. I, as much as I can talk about whatever, I, I'm not a professional that can advise on these things. Right. Um, and, and nobody is. Uh, and so 
I didn't really know what to respond, but I None also None of us know what but, happens. But I also <laughs> didn't want to not respond. Right. Of and course. And so and so I I said, you know, um I think that uh you know, I talked I just talked about the importance of stories essentially. Mm-hmm. And I said I really invite you to go on Story Place and read some stories. I think you'll find it very enlightening. And right. I sent her specific links to specific stories on Story Place that I thought talked about mm-hmm. this, you know, not the hell essence but the suicide essence and and that was it and then I, I i didn't you know i didn't really follow up with that because i didn't know what happened and then about a week ago she messaged me back and said hi i don't know if you remember me i'm a girl that told you that i was planning on taking my own life and you send me to story place and i just want to tell you that i've gotten help now and I've been re- I, I've been writing on Story Place, and Story Place really gave me so much inspiration. And thank you for the story you shared, and just thank you for showing me this safe space that I really needed at the moment. I'm feeling much better. And and I was like, oh my god. And and so, you know, it's it's. I know because I think that in that time as well, you must have been sick to your stomach, wondering the unknown of where is she and what happened. Yeah. And. God, I I have a lot of those stories. And I think that as things become more popular um, in your life, in my life, when social media grows, when it becomes this huge thing where you can't respond to everyone's DMs. You really can't. You, you can't, and it makes you feel sick inside that you're responsible. But I think that the best thing that you are doing is you have provided a safe space yeah. and you have provided a place where people may not be able to meet up in person, but it feels so close and it feels like you know these people that that's really all you can do is just keep speaking your truth and saying, please go here. This is not an advertisement for my app. Yeah. This is made for you. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that that's what's the most important thing. And, and Yeah. And, and you know, I, I mean, I, I, I really think that there's so much that that could how can I put this? If, if mental health would have been talked about, even, I mean, there's still so much work to do there, right? But even as it is now, mm-hmm. when I was in my teens. Oh, forget about it. It would be incredible. My life would have been completely different. Not saying better or worse, whatever, like things happen no, for No, it just would have been and, different. Know. But I remember my first panic attack. I Googled my symptoms. And also it started with anxiety attacks, panic attacks, and everyone has them differently, which right. is even scarier. You know, for me, it was really like straight out of a horror movie. I, I was, right there, I would yeah. hear laughs, uh, like, like bully laughs, not fun laughs, like bully laughs. And mm-hmm. my, like my voice, the voice in my head was just laughing at me constantly. And it was just taking over every single sound, noise, everything around me to the point where it would paralyze my body. And I just couldn't do anything I couldn't talk I couldn't move like and it would last hours I mean and I didn't know what to do and so until I would medicate myself and go to sleep and that was it and so I started googling my symptoms and everything on google was uh showing me schizophrenia and so I, I was saying, oh my Which god, which is the I have worst thing. Don't Google what you have. Please don't. Please don't, because it's so pers- it's so dependent on everything. So schizophrenia, and I was like, oh, treatments, you know, insane asylum. And I was like, oh my god, 
I need to be hospitalized. I need to be taken away, you know. So I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. And I was so embarrassed and I was trying to hide this and because I didn't want to be taken away into a mental institution. And you didn't even tell your family no, who you're super no, close No, 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 right. no one. I mean, no one. And so because I kept hiding it, it kept getting worse. And then it kept, it became physical. It became actual panic attacks where I would faint and hyperventilate. And everyone around me was just like, what's wrong with her? And I wouldn't tell anyone. And no, never in my life had I even heard about of the term panic attack or, or, or what that even meant or how that was even possible. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, the more I talk about this in, in certain places, I encourage, I'm like, please talk to teens in schools. You know, the same way you talk about sex education, talk about mental health. Right. Because especially at a time when there's new career paths coming about every single day, things that didn't exist, you know, a year ago. Right. Um, there's there's uh, all these social media things and pressure and unknown factors and, you know, women breaking stigmas and doing things that you you wouldn't do before. It's it's more likely than not that you're going to go through anxiety because anxiety is essentially fear of the unknown. So anxiety happens to every single person. I'm sorry. Even if you are the biggest person in the entire world, the the perfect example is Ariana Grande, right? She's the biggest thing, you know, in the world right now. And the girl has to cancel concerts because she has panic attacks. But that makes perfect sense to makes me. Makes perfect sense. But from an outsider, you wouldn't think that. Exactly. But but that's the thing. The more you start believing in yourself and accomplishing things and taking the path less, you know, whatever. You, less travel. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you, start, you, you start getting nervous and anxious and all of these things. And, and the quarter life crisis thing, which I joke about, but not really because it's real. Oh, God, it's um, so real. And, and people have it at different <laughs> times, you yeah. know. But it is very, very real. And so I, I definitely think that it needs to be talked about way more openly and not in a shameful way. And and also know that, you know, for example, everyone tells me to meditate. Mm-hmm. Everyone tells me to meditate. They're like, why don't you meditate? But if you would meditate every morning, blah, blah, blah. I have Calm. I have the app. I love the messages it gives. I, I do it, but I, I don't meditate. Like, it doesn't have that effect on me, right? And so I kept, I'm very pragmatic and I like to understand and break things down. So I said, okay, the whole point of meditation is to essentially silence my mind in a way or calm my mind or just be present, whatever it is. I found my own form of meditation, which was puzzles, Mm -hmm. right? So I, I jigsaw puzzles. So I build jigsaw puzzles obsessively. Uh, and before I would feel very guilty about spending time on my jigsaw puzzle because I have an app to launch, a TV show to produce, a thing to act. And so I kept thinking it's kind of ridiculous to waste my time on this puzzle. So I should wait until I have absolutely nothing else to do. So I, and then I will do my puzzle when I have nothing else to do. But little did I realize that when I have nothing else to do, I'll I'll have a bigger problem to deal with because <laughs> I right. hope that never happens. Mm-hmm. And so I started scheduling my puzzle. And every night at, from this time to this time, and I have to put an alarm because otherwise I'll go all night, <laughs> I build my puzzle. And even if I have a lot of things to read and a lot of things to finish, that is as important as any of those things. It is because it's your meditation. And it is my meditation. And when I'm doing my puzzle, I am so focused on right. this 
finding the pieces and all this thing that I have no space in my mind to think of any of the other things that stress me out. And that, to me, is my meditation. And so it's just, you know, I just say this because a lot of people get frustrated because meditation doesn't work for them. Right. But so find Find your your own own meditation. Find your own meditation. Can I ask you something? Yeah. I, I, this is just my favorite thing, and we've talked about this before. What makes you get up in the morning and continue on with your life? <laughs> yeah, this, this is a question. You, when you asked me that question, believe me, it gave me anxiety <laughs> for about a month. Uh, what makes me get up in the morning? And I love how it changes all the time. I know. When I ask people, just in life, yeah. Throughout different moments of their life, it changes. It literally can change day by day, can change week by week, month by month, year by year. And I ask myself this question about once a week, and I find some days it's really quite depressing. Some days it's just pretty basic. It's like, I get up because I have two dogs, and if I don't feed them, they're going to die. 100%. You know? And sometimes it's super logical like that. Yeah. And and I think that day by day, like if, if you ask me, why did you get up today? It's, you know what I mean? Like that, those mm-hmm. would probably be my answers. But if I think about it overall, and definitely it changes, you know, with time. Right now, uh, Story Place makes me get up in the morning because there's so many people that depend on it mm-hmm. right now and depend not in a bad way, but just, you know, are actively using it. And there's I, I now have a full-time employee, which I had never had before. Wow. And so once you're, you know, there's other elements other than yourself, you don't get to be selfish anymore. Um, I want to believe that that's kind of like what you feel when you're a mother. <laughs> I'm, not I'm a mother, sure we're but... not moms yet, but no, we're doggy moms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're doggy moms. Those are, exactly. That's our emotional support animals. Yeah. And, and, and you know, <laughs> when actually when that girl on Instagram asked me, um, what if you feel like, do you believe everyone has a purpose? Um, and I said, look, uh, even if you can find your own personal purpose, if you as a human being, because you are a human being in this planet, have the ability to have a positive impact in some way, even if it's the slightest, smallest way in this world, then that's, that's a good enough reason already. So even if you can't find a reason for yourself, Look, you have you you are a human being who has the ability to help somebody else. So if it's just for that, then get up. You and know? please be that person. Yeah. I, I mean, I I can't emphasize it enough. I just spoke on a panel and I don't think that you should talk about your mental health until you're ready. But when you are ready, just know there are people like you out there in the world and there are people that you can find all over. Whether you meet them in person or not, they are there. You can find it in social media. That is the blessing that we have right now with social media and we have to remember it keeps us all connected. Yeah. And just know you are not alone. Um, and you know what? Yeah. Looking forward to things. I think that is, even though people say, don't think about the future, think about the present. Personally, and I, this I remember since I was a little girl, I always look forward to certain things. And so I have things that are coming up that I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. And that is a motivation as well. Each little thing should be exciting. When I was little, I remember it was, oh, Halloween's coming up. Oh, excited for Halloween. Gosh, am I excited for Halloween. And look, the the calendar, even the commercial calendar, it's made like that. There's always Mm -hmm. something coming up. Mm -hmm. So 
I I work a lot like that. I get excited about things that are coming up, and it doesn't mean I don't enjoy the present. But no, I'm excited about things coming. And up. everyone should just even write down like a little bit of what you're excited for in the next month, and just remember that that's your goal for exactly. the next month, and that's going to keep you going. Exactly. Well, I can't wait to move forward with you in my life, <laughs> in story plays, in your movies. I feel like my Barbie is just here, <laughs> and she is just inspired and making life great oh, um, and I love you so much I love you. and I love all of you people out there who are listening maybe it's dogs that are listening I don't know maybe, maybe cats little kitty cats my dog um, can't hear sound through phones for some reason but yeah <laughs> I've, I've proven it so we know Chico is not Chico listening, is not right, listening now. right now shout out to Chico shout out to Chico <laughs> oh my gosh okay I love you I'll talk to you later bye <laughs> Emotion, now support.